Okay, in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Good evening, everyone. Welcome. Uh, good to be back again and to start the Bible study again. Uh, we took a break since uh, the Coptic month of Kiak, so a month before January 7th, we took a break uh, for the month of uh, praising and the nativity season. And then we thought instead of starting again and then uh, stopping, we thought we'll just uh, postpone everything till we start uh, right uh, away, uh, God willing, from, from today. So uh, sorry if anybody has been trying to connect before and we were not here. So we were uh, we were busy with other things, <laughs> but it's good to be back again. And uh, after a beautiful, beautiful uh, study, I think, at least I think, I hope that we, those who have been with us also, beautiful study of uh, the book of Joshua, Old Testament, uh, and we're getting a taste of the Old Testament and taste of the uh, prototypes and the shadow of the things to be. Uh, we come back again to uh, to the New Testament, and as we decided uh, with God's grace and by God's grace, uh, we'll start the uh, first epistle of uh, St. Peter, the first epistle of St. Peter, and uh, the reason we start, we said we'll start this also, again, we can, we can probably take our time through the great land, first and second Peter, and then uh, hopefully by the Eastern, by the 50 holidays and starting the summer, we can take our time more and more in something, uh, another, another beautiful book. So when we come to the, to the epistles, first of all, just basically what I wanted to, to do today, a little bit of intro about, about the epistles, about St. Peter, about the, 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 the reason and uh, how we look at the epistle. As we've always been saying and as we were, we, we, we were taught and we learned that the always, always the, the key to the epistle is to understand you know, the circumstances around the epistle itself, why it was written, to whom it was written, what are the conditions, what are the issues, the problems, and then this will give us a key exactly into what does that uh, entail and what does that mean for, for us. Another thing is I thought also to understand and to go through is the, the, the difference also between the Gospels and between the epistles, between the Gospels and the epistles. The Gospels are, as we always know, the Gospels are what what the Lord had said, the teaching of Christ, the, 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 the teaching and, and the message itself. When it comes to the epistles, it comes to actually, you know, how we can follow these teachings, how we can walk in it, how we can walk in it. So it's important to understand that. And usually between the Pauline epistles, St. Paul 13 plus one, the Hebrew, as, a, as the, the Orthodox faith believe that St. Paul is the author of Hebrews also, uh, always talks about mainly and basically talking about more of of the the theology behind it the dogma behind it right and then we come to the as you will see today the catholic epistles more of the practicality of that how we can live that how we can live that so just kind of keep this in mind again the gospels is are the teachings of the lord the epistles how we can do this paul mainly again uh, talking about you know the meaning behind it and the theology behind it and some practical uh, tips on doing this Catholic epistles, and we'll see why it's Catholic again, uh, mainly, mainly the, the practicality of that, how we can actually walk into that, right? Between the, the, the Pauline epistles, St. Paul, and between the Catholic epistles, uh, let, let's see exactly again, just to make sure that we all are on the same page. What are the uh, Catholic epistles? Who are they? St. Peter, too, as you're studying. Who else? James, how many? James? One. James, one. Right? Who else? 
No, Timothy all written by St. Paul. So we're talking about the Catholic epistles. So James 1, St. Peter 2, who else? John, how many? Three, three, first, second, and third. And who else? Jude, Jude, right? So these are what we call Catholic epistles. Catholic meaning what? Universal. Why universal? Why it's called Catholic? To everyone, right? So St. Paul, his epistles are directed towards certain church or certain people, right? Corinth, Philippians, Ephesians, right? Or people, Titus, Timothy, right? The title was the author, no, no. So Timothy is not Timothy who wrote it. So it's epistle of St. Paul to his disciple Timothy, right? Yes. So it's good to kind of, you know, just refresh our memories with, 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 with something like that, right? So that's why, again, you know, St. Paul epistles are all directed towards either a certain church or a certain person. So it is specific. The Catholic epistles, again, Peter, John, James, and Jude are what we call what? To everybody, to everybody. So they are universal. They are gamma. They are Catholic, right? So, so when we say the Catholic church is the universal church. So when we say the Catholic epistles, that they are actually for every, for everyone. For everyone. Another thing that is important also as we start uh, this study is if if we said that that Saint Paul mainly the like the the theology and the understanding behind it, we can always say that all, all the epistles of Saint Paul talks about mainly one word, which is what it's all about. What faith? Exactly. What about faith? In different ways, different direction, different depth. But it's mainly all about faith, right? If you talk about, so this is this is this is uh, Saint Paul. James talks about what? Work, work, right? So show me by your by your work your faith. Show me your by your faith your work, and I'll show you by my work my faith, right? So the faith, okay. Peter is about what? It's very important as you're studying Peter. So Peter talks about what? You'll see today as we uh, read, if we're just going to go through St. Peter, uh, Peter is about hope. Hope, right? He talks a lot about struggles, talks a lot about tribulation, and also talks a lot about glory and the hope. The hope, right? John talks about what? Love. John talks about love. And Jude talks about talks about the final days and talks mainly about the fear of God, the fear of God. So something that is important actually, if you, if you, if you put all those words together, we come up with a statement. Um, just one second, sorry. Come up with a statement that we can kind of line up every all those things together, the Pauline and the Catholic epistle. How we can line them up? Again, we said Pauline are about what faith. So let's put the statement together as we can say that we will be talking about the faith that is working by the hope of love in the fear of God. Faith, 
again, we said Paul is, again, welcome everybody who just joining us. We're just doing an intro about the, the, the what we will start to study, the first epistle of St. Peter. So just doing an intro about uh, about that. So we said again, Paul, all we can we can look put one word that equals all the epistles of St. Paul is faith, right? James is the work. So let's put it all in one statement to describe what we should do, which is the faith that is working by the hope, it said Peter is hope, of love, St. John, in the fear of God, Jude. Okay? So faith, working, hope, love, fear of God. Just kind of, so we can remember this. We can remember this. And it comes as a nice statement that kind of directs us towards, again, what are we doing? What are we doing, right? What kind of faith? Faith that is working. Working how? In hope or by hope. Hope of what? Of the love, right? How is that happening? Always under the fear of God, okay? So let, let's remember this. Very, very easy to remember it and to know exactly when we approach the scripture, when we approach this, this part of the, of the scripture, of the epistles, again, how we can make this very, very, very personal. You know, a lot of people say, well, I don't get too many things out of the epistles. It's very hard to understand. It's so complicated. It's so, and so, and so, and so. If we focus on this as an outline, I think this will help us to move on towards what we should get. Again, St. Paul, the faith, St. John, the love, St. Peter, the hope, St. James, the work, and Jude, the fear of God. Got it? Remember it? Okay. Moving on. So with that, with that, we start again um, what we're studying right now. So St. Peter, as we said, one of the Catholic epistles. Why Catholic? Again, because it is what? It is written for everybody. As we will read, as you can see it, it is for everyone, not to a specific people. When was it? It, it, it was written in, in the year 65 after Christ. 65. 65 is a very, very important date because 64 is much, much important date. The history tells us that in the year 64, what happened? Anybody know history? The big, what, what happened in Rome in the year 64, in the time of Neron? The fire. The fire, right? So that's why, actually, as you read, like, when St. Peter talks about that all the elements will be destroyed in fire, right? So what happened at the time is Neron, the, 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 the emperor, is uh, is is wanting to actually to 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 start to rebuild Rome again, and to it wasn't really quite according to his standards and according to what he he wanted. So uh, in order to let to start this, he, he had to, to 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 let the people out of the city. He couldn't get them out. So also the, at that time Christianity was spreading. That's again year sixty four, so about thirty. 30 years after the ascension, after Pentecost. So he decided to set the whole city on fire, right? And then to, to, to win uh, or to, to, to kill two birds by one stone, he said that who did that? The Christians did that. The Christian did that. So number one, he got rid of the city, the old city, to start another, another, another uh, build another one, and also got rid of all the Christian and, and started that, that uh, um, um, persecution against Christianity, against Christianity, right? Again, everybody, you know, uh, believed the idea that all the Christians are the one who, 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 who burned the city, so started very, very, very harsh uh, feelings and treatment towards Christianity. In the time also that things started actually to Christianity is coming with a different 
ideology, different teaching, you know, within it, within the families itself, again, just, just imagine that within the family, you know, some people followed the Christianity and some people didn't within the same family. So that caused the family to, to be what? To be broken, to be divided. So things weren't right really even against or in the favor or towards the favor of, of the Christianity. So with all this happening, people start to actually run away, start to spread, start to feel that persecution, feel the, 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 the difficulties and feel the price of being what? Of being Christians. That's where, again, St. Peter starts to write, to write his, his epistles. So he felt that he has to do what? He has some kind of role in order to do what? Strengthen and to encourage his people. Why specifically St. Peter? Why specifically St. Peter that he took that on, upon himself? Again, it's def definitely by, by, by the Holy Spirit and, and inspired by the Holy Spirit. But why, but why St. Peter took that upon himself that it is, it's his duty and his job to actually encourage the people and strengthen the people? Why do you think that is? I mean, Jesus told him to, um, uh, to, to, to shepherd my flock a few times. That's very good, Mark. That's one of the things that he told him, you know, after he appeared to him and, and uh, after the resurrection, and he, he asked him to actually feed my children, feed my flock, right? You know, uh, shepherd, it's actually feed, not shepherd. Feed my, uh, or shepherd my flock, it's mainly actually what feed them, feed them. Not only that, but there's another event also in, in, in the gospel of St. Luke, uh, when, uh, when, when, when the Lord was talking to him about that, and he told him actually that, uh, that, uh, you know what, when you come back in, in Luke 22, 61, the, the, the Lord, uh, uh, told him that Luke 22, 32, I'm sorry, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren, strengthen your brethren. So, so it is, it is as if it was assignment from the Lord and commandments from the Lord and commission from the Lord that he do, he does, what, what, what should he do? Strengthen the brethren. So he took this upon himself, took this upon himself. Like this is actually something that the Lord gave him and something that the Lord told him to, to do. And you know what? That's my duty. So you see, that's where he's coming from. So that's where... You know, the, the, as we said, St. Peter is all about hope. So that's why, you know, again, imagine the time, you know, persecution started, Rome is being burned down, everybody's been against Christianity. People, as we read in the beginning of, of Peter, that they are dispersed, right? To the, to the uh, people who are dispersed in all the, the diaspora, all those places. So now feeling the responsibility and feeling the, the commission of the Lord in his, uh, in his ears, when you returned, after he betrayed the Lord, when you return back again, remember that you have a, what a duty to do what to strengthen your brethren, strengthen your brethren, and 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 that's why probably we, we I should pause here for a minute and say you know do we feel that responsibility or not, right? Peter was the rock. Peter was it was his faith, right? The rock was his faith, not Peter as a p as as a, as a man, but his faith upon this rock, upon your faith, right? I will give you. And he said, you know what, shepherd and feed my flock. And before that, he said, he told him what? Strengthen 
my brethren or your brethren strengthen that so i think when we come to that to that intro and understanding that i think it's very important also to find and to ask ourselves that question right we are commissioned to do what to strengthen each other to strengthen each other and again i always say during this time the time that everything is is going down and you feel again or just reading again here i am read still read the news you know the war in in, in ukraine and russia right now two hundred thousand soldiers in russia die in a year that's that's the latest thing in the news today Two hundred thousand soldiers russian soldiers right you hear this and you hear that and you hear the inflation you hear everything and then everybody again is what is down right and here we come we just love to share and love to join those kind of discussion and we all we're all crying together right i think it is as i was saying earlier i think it is our opportunity and our position our job to strengthen each other when we start to hear that negative voice like but you know what but the lord is good right but our god is stronger right again peter could have could have easily just you know go along with the flow and with with them and said yes you know that neuron is crazy and he burned the thing and and you know what uh, we are in a very very bad position like no no you see you see how much tender his heart is right so remember we have that 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 opportunity and that 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 job and that responsibility as the lord told told Peter, that go back when you return, make sure to strengthen your brethren. I think this is for everybody else, for everybody else. Another, another title of that, of that epistle, so we said it's written in 65, Peter, as we know, although some people will say, and some scholars say, you know what, that the style of Peter is not Peter at all. Peter is always aggressive, and Peter is always outspoken, and Peter is always kind of harsh. This, as you read it, it's very, very, very loving. <laughs> But again, that's another proof of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit can change a person, right? And another people will say, you know what? Peter was just a fisherman. He's 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 an, he's he's not not educated. He's illiterate, right? The the style that is written is very 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 uh, 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 high level language, right? Some people said, okay, there was probably you know maybe some he was he was he was you know saying his thoughts and somebody was rewriting it. Again, these are all you know, not really important, you know, we know and we believe that this is the word of God inspired by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is willing and able to actually use an illiterate person as he did in the, in the, in the, in the uh, Old Testament using uh, ignorant people in order to write uh, the, 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 the scripture and the message itself. Another title of of the the of the epistle of saint peter also uh something's very very important to understand and to actually reflect on because we are all into that we are all into that how to make um how to make the best of times out of our worst time how to make the best of times out of our worst time. Again, here we are now. Never seen this before. We never heard of this before. We never, all those things. Is there hope? Can we, can we find and we can make 
something good out of that worst time, out of that bad time? 100% yes. How as we will learn together through St. Peter? So I think Peter is actually very, very, very relevant to our days and age now, to what we're going through. Again, you know, if you just think of that title, how to make good things and good time out of the worst time, right? And it, 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 is it possible? I think it's possible, 100%, 100%. It's again, you know, the, 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 simple, the simple fact of, you know, which half of, of, the, of the cup are you looking at, right? Are we willing and able and need to be encouraging each other, need to encourage each other and to move, or we're just falling into the trap of, you know what, it's the worst time ever. How? Through, through the scripture. And that's what St. Paul is talking, St. Peter is talking. Again, Peter is talking to people who are just been dispersed throughout the whole diaspora. Out of, because of what? Because of affliction, because of persecution, because of actually a huge wave of persecution just started, right? So he's telling them basically what? There is hope. There is hope. Yes, there is. You always see this in Peter. He talks about tribulation, talks about trouble, and right away he talks about the glory. Right away he talks about the glory. Right? And that's, that's what we need in these days. Another thing that I was reading about it also, read a story about uh, during you know, uh, the, 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 the early times, specifically around the time that uh, C.S. Lewis was, was around as, as uh, a preacher, and people start to have one of those um, um, seminars, uh, council, whatever, to talk about, okay, what makes Christianity so unique? Right? So people start to, well, it's the incarnation. God becomes a man. And some other people, well, there are other thoughts that maybe have some other, other ideologies that thought that maybe, you know, God can be whatever. Other people said it's the resurrection. Is the second life, and other people say, "Well, there are too many other theologies and other uh, ideologies out there that you know the, the 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 soul will come back again, and there is eternal, there is a second life, and so on, so on, so, and start to have some kind of of uh, debate about that. As they were doing this, and as you we were arguing about this, C.S. Lewis comes to the building, and hears people are arguing about that. So, like, what's happening? What's happening? So they told him, like, you know what, we're arguing about what makes Christianity so unique. So he looked at them and laughed and said, that's very easy. It's the grace. It's the grace. The grace that is what? Something that's given to us that we don't deserve. Unmerited. Nothing else. Everything, every other religion, every other thing, you have to earn some kind of what? Of accepting, acceptance or reward whether it's Islam or Hindus or Buddhists or whatever, you have to do something in order to, to earn some kind of, of, of reward of a position because Christianity has nothing like that. It's the grace. It's the grace. And understanding this, that's what actually Peter comes from. Why? Why specifically Peter comes from that background? Because he's in. Because he's actually throughout the writings of St. Peter, you feel always two things that are always there. That he was and he became the time that he was restored again. And the second event that is really always, always impacting his, his, his writing is what? 
one of the, one of the biggest things that he witnessed. No. One of the biggest things that he witnessed. And you can see it always, he's referring to that. The what? Transfiguration. Transfiguration, thank you. Transfiguration. We were with him in the mountain. We saw his glory. We, he always brings back to that, to that. So when we talk about grace, and we talk about as we're going to study St. Peter, we have to keep this in mind, that, that one of, 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 of the things that he actually lived and experienced very, very much is what? Is the grace, right? When, when if you look at the, at the story again, again of, of uh, the Lord is uh, cautioning him and telling him, be careful because you will deny me. Right, and after he denied, and then it says in Luke twenty-two sixty-one, the Lord, the Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. What kind of look was that? Imagine what kind of look was that. I told you. Here you go. <laughs> How could you? No. It was the look of what? Yeah. Of love. Look of love. It's okay. Come back. The look of of, of grace. The look of acceptance, the look of like, you know what? Don't worry. That's why I'm here for. Nothing, never the look of, of, of judging him. You know, when us as parents and when our kids do something wrong and we look at them, that look, <laughs> right? They want to flee the whole world, <laughs> running away from just a single look. No, no. The actual word of the look in, in the Greek is look with mind to consider. I'm considering you, I'm looking, gazing at you. Right? So with that in, in Peter's mind, he writes about the hope. Why? Because, because of God's grace, there is hope for us. See the link between the hope and the grace? Because of God's grace, there is hope. There is hope. We ask that question always, okay, you know, and... Sadly, us Orthodox sometimes we're not quite sure who are or who is confident that he will enter the kingdom. It's like I have no idea. I don't think I can make it. So what are we talking about? What are, what are we preaching? What did he do for us? Right? Again, it's not an open, you know, acceptance for everyone, but it is a hope and a grace that we will enter, as we said before, that he is the only one that will make us what stand blameless in front of him in the judgment day. Not because we earned our, we are just talking about this yesterday in the, in the Friday Bible study, that's talking about in, in, in the Gospel of St. Mark chapter 3, that he established a new family when he said that what he looked at those who are sitting and said, here is my mother and brother, those who do the will of God. And we we're saying that being member of the family, they didn't do anything that they earned that membership. No. All what they did is what, as we were talking yesterday? They were close to him. They were sitting. They were fixed. The word sitting is dwelling in him. Versus those in the beginning, those who were beside him, that wanted to seize him and told him that you are out of your mind because of his teaching. So the text is very, very clear on people who are para of those which are like beside him, right? Just wanted to seize him, want to stop him. And those who are what? Sitting. And he looked at those who are sitting, those who are fixed, those who are dwelling under his feet, said, you are. So Peter, again, when we start, again, I'm, I'm just, you know, giving, taking the time for the intro because it's important to know that, that background as we 
go through every single verse that Peter wrote after this with that mindset. That because of the grace, there is what? There is hope. Because of the grace, there is hope. And I think it's something that we all need during that time. Again, not a reason for us to, to slack. Not a reason for us to say, okay, well, God's grace is good. You know, he's merciful. I don't have to do anything. Absolutely not. Remember again the statement that you just said in the, in the, in the beginning? Faith that works, right? The working faith by hope in love in the fear with the fear of God, right? Love is a work. Hope is mind. Fear of God is work. I'm always in his presence. The awe, the reverence, not the fear that I am afraid, terrified. No, we don't have this thing, God. So with that, you, it's very important to understand that, that again, back again, when, when C.S. Lewis was entering into that big argument and, you know, it says, the actual story says that as he entered the building and he can see the voice of people, uh, you know, screaming at each other and talking and, and trying to convince each other who, what is so unique about Christianity. And he goes like, it's grace. There is nothing. It's very easy. <laughs> it's grace. But because of that grace, we have... Because of God's grace, there is hope, both for today and for the rest of eternity. Because of grace, we have hope. So with that also, and as we walk into the, into the, into the epistle, what does that mean? You know, of, of what does it mean that we have hope? Again, Peter is about hope. Again, making something good out of what? Bad. I'm going through struggle, going through hardship, going through whatever that is, but I'm hoping and hopeful that what God's grace and God's love will and 100% will change that and bring something good out of the hardship, out of the hardship that we're going through. There are three points that just ignore you know, before we enter into the, into the, into the epistle. So three, three, three facts that we should consider. And all from actually the, the first chapter. Number one, the, 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 the hope or the truth or the fact, the hope that is based on the fact that this earth is not my home. So from the get going, the hope that we are waiting for what? For eternal life. Waiting for our citizenship, which is in from heaven. Where is this again? Peter 1.1, 1, 1. what does it read? How do you see this in, in, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 1? To the pilgrims. What is the pilgrims? Strangers. Strangers. So from the get going, remember that you are strangers. Not only strangers because of where you're going and you are out of your hometown. No, wherever, wherever you are, you are strangers. Right? So truth number one, fact number one, that we should have hope because what? We are strangers. This earth is not our home. Home is heaven. And St. Peter reminds us over and over again through the letter of this particular fact that we are not from here. You see this so, so clear in the rest of chapter one. So clear, right? The, the word actually is exiles, right? And it's, it's not just because of an actual specific position that they were at, but it is a generalized statement, right? 
those who reside as aliens. That's the actual translation. Those who reside as aliens. So again, hope meaning waiting for something better. Understanding that this is not it, right? That is the first fact about that hope. As as we always say, and we said this before, more and you know, many many times, you know, when when Saint Paul says in 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 First Corinthians that if we have hope in Christ on this earth, we are the most miserable people. Remember this verse. If we have hope in Christ, but only here that this is our home, we are the most miserable people. So this is fact number one about that hope. Fact number two is. God uses adversity and challenges in this life to strengthen our faith, right? So again, how can I look at something that is very good or trying to make the best out of the worst? Unless I realize, unless I understand, unless I remind myself that God will what use the challenges, uses the hardships, uses the adversity in this life to strengthen my faith. It's very clear in the first chapter also in verse 6. 1 Peter 1 verse 6. What does it say? In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if needed, you have been grieved by various trials. Little while and grieved and various trials, but this is what? A reason, as you will see later on, that this will what show the genuineness of your faith, right? So, how can I have hope based on the fact that number one, I am stranger; number two, that whatever I go through is what is for to strengthen my faith. Number three, the third fact with that is the end of all things is near. The end of all things is near. Remember again, as, as you just said, that, that this is like a year after the great fire of Rome, right? And at that time, the, the, you know, the people or the Christians from actually from the time of, of the ascension, they are waiting for whom? For Christ to come right away. He said, you know, as he, the angels told them, as you saw him ascending, he is coming again soon. So that soon means, okay, you know, tomorrow, maybe after tomorrow, right? And they have the teaching again that the elements will dissolve and there was that so when they saw those things they, they, they thought what he's coming that's it you know rome the great rome is on fire <laughs> so that means the whole world is on fire the whole world is collapsing so he must be coming right so that's what saint paul is saying here be careful saint peter right yes keep this in mind that he's coming that's not it yet but you should always be Ready in the lookout of that. The end of all things is near. Because the end is near, Peter admonishes us to live each day being intentional about our witnesses to the unbelievers. And this is very important, as we'll read it together. Not only for ourselves, but to witness for the unbelievers. Right? In, in 1 Peter chapter 3, 15 and 16, what does it say? Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts 
Always be ready to give a defense for everyone who asks you for the reason of your. And then 16. So here is saying that again, this is what you're going to see, right? Be ready, not only for yourself, but be ready also to give what? To give witness, to give defense for those who are unbelievers, right? And again, as you can see, he took that, that commission from the Lord himself that when you go back, when you return, make sure to strengthen your brothers, your brethren, right? And then he's telling them this, the same thing also. And that's why in chapter one, where it says that receiving the goal of your salvation, which is what the salvation of souls, right? This is, this is the goal. This is the goal of that. So, so in verse, in one, in one, if you can bring it up also, uh, Albert, uh, first Peter one, uh, chapter eight and nine, chapter nine. Uh ويقولون:"الذين<تصفيق> So here, again, this is full of hope, right? Again, he's talking to people who've been out of their homes, out of their countries, been persecuted, been uh, defiled, been, you know, being, you know, talked about in a very bad way about from, again, imagine the whole Roman Empire is looking now at the Christians as what? Criminals, basically. Basically, the whole, not just Rome. So the, 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 the news, you know, spread. Right, and we know that the the Roman Empire was huge, so everybody, as Christianity spread, and as throughout the Roman Empire, now everybody in the Roman Empire who is not Christian is looking at the Christian as evildoers, as it says, as evildoers. That's where it's coming from, right? And that's why he's saying, "Hey, that's okay. There is hope, because even if you're going through that, the hope is what." in the eternal life. So, so, so those three, three points are very, very important to keep in mind as we are studying the, the, the epistle of St. Saint, of Saint Peter again, that, that hope, that everyday uh, hope is, is, we need to remember those three facts. Number one, the earth is not ours. Number two, God uses adversity in this life to strengthen our faith. And number three, the end of all things are near. So because of that, make sure to be intentional about witnessing to the unbelievers and to love your love towards each other. And that's the last thing I want to bring up in, in chapter 4, verse 8 and 10. In chapter 4, verse 8 and 10. Again, just doing a, a, a general screening of the, of, the, of the scripture itself, of the, of the letter or the epistle itself. And above all things, again, 1 Peter 4, verse 8 and 10. And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins, right? You think this is taken, this is St. John, not St. Peter here talking, but Peter is saying the same thing again. You know, if we are living that life of hope, we also have to have that, what? Love towards each other, 
be hospitable to one another without grumbling, without grumbling. Again, when we are under stress, we usually, we can't tolerate each other, right? We are being under challenges, under stress, like, well, just leave me alone now. Leave me alone. You know, I have enough. All my issues are enough. I don't want to even, you know, think about anybody else. But it's amazing throughout all of this, as we'll discuss it later more and more, but he is he's asking them to, to be what? Hospitable to one another. Like, these are people, who, again, who are, who are running away, dispersed in the whole diaspora. But he goes, even at that time, do not forget each other. Do not forget each other. Because that's how we'll be able to actually go through it. Go through. That's the practicality. Again, remember the practicality of the faith, the, the practicality of the, of the teaching of the Lord Himself, right? Love each other, love one another, right? Love your enemies, the Sermon on the Mount. How we do this? We go to the Catholic epistles, and, and, and the authors are telling us exactly how to do this, how to live that, and how to make it. So, just wanted to, to, to get that kind of background of the, of the epistle itself as we are excited about it, as we are digging deeper into it uh, verse by verse as we go through it. Again, remember what we said first, that just uh, as a statement for the, all, for the whole epistles, that faith that is working uh, in the hope of love with the fear of God. Again, faith is St. Paul. The work is St. James. The hope is St. Peter. The love is St. John. And the fear of God is Jude, is Jude. Kind of like linked that like one thread that is connecting the whole epistles together. So it's not just the different books, different messages. It all goes on with one thing. Remember also that what makes Christianity unique is grace. And because of grace, there is hope. Remember this. Because of grace, there is hope. Right? Hope in what? Hope in, again, based on three things. That we are... This is not our home. That number two, we are to, to, to look at all the challenges and all the adversities that we're going through as a way that God is actually examining and purifying us more and more. And number three, that the end of all things are near. So that's why be hospitable to each other and also be ready to give reason, give answer to those who ask you, from outside the faith. It's not only about us, but it's about the others also and, and our role with them. I think this is just kind of general thing again. It's written the year 65, written by St. Peter himself. Remember again, Peter himself, that he went through all this. So when he talks about that, he knows exactly. He, he really felt it and he really experienced it. Right? And he really will never probably forget the look of the Lord when he turned around and looked at him after he betrayed him. He will never forget the glory that he 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 seen on the Mount of Transfiguration, right? And and the silly thing that he said at that time, you know, well, it's good to be here. Let us make like like what are you talking about? You know, just go go back to sleep. You know, you don't know what you're talking about, right? And all this he puts all this experience into by by inspired inspired by the Holy Spirit into the first and the second letters in order for us to what to live it now. And if, if I say something else, I think it's very, very important that we as believers live that in order also to, to be witness. Again, what made St. Peter strong witness that he is actually what? He lived it. He lived it himself. It wasn't a second hand. It wasn't somebody else told him. No, he was there. He was there. And the most encouraging thing that to give us hope that he was what? 
he betrayed the Lord himself. Not once, but three times. And after being what? Told. Warned. But he still did it. But with that, the Holy Spirit actually transformed him and made him again from a very, very outspoken person, very, very uh, uh, compulsive and rushing into a person that speaks in a very, 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 very beautiful. I was discussing this with uh, with uh, someone one time, actually with with, with my uncle, the one I've shown in Australia when I was there almost seven years ago. And he goes like, how did he write this? <laughs> Isn't that Peter the fisherman? <laughs> yes. He was like... How did he write this? How did he write this? Just think of that. Think of that again. And think of ourselves saying what we don't have enough power or we don't know what to do or who are we to walk really in the wisdom of God? Like, yes. You know, trader, fisherman, illiterate, and he was able to write one of the beautiful passages of the scripture that's been written been read since 65 till 2023 now imagine that imagine how many years and every time you read it you get something new and new and new. every time you read it you see the fire that the word the words has till now till now when as you read later on walk the time of your Sojourner in so and so and so. Be aware of this. Be aware of this. Till now, each time you read the same words, it's like piercing because it's the word of the Spirit Himself. Let's stop at this point. Wanted just to lay the foundation for for the for the for the epistle. I think it's important, as I said earlier, it's very important to understand where is it coming from, so we can understand when we read it and have that background. Uh, it, it really uh, makes sense. And, and again, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, between the first and the second uh, epistles, you know, uh, there's a lot and lots of, 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 of uh, strength in there that we need to, to live it together and experience it together. Read it, uh, do your homework, study, uh, look at it, come prepared with questions, come prepared with thoughts, and then we'll uh, we'll go on again. Can't promise when we'll get it done, but uh, as we've been doing, just we'll go with with the flow and just you know as as much as we can uh, dig deeper and deeper into the meanings, into the words, into the one of the best and beautiful things that we want to also uh, to be honest with you to promote the Bible study is is using and digging into the church fathers. What the thought of the church fathers of the first at least the first four or five centuries. What did they say about this? How did they look at this? You know, again, when, when you look at, at the, 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 the thoughts of, of uh, John Chrysostom about this, about Cyril of Alexandria, about Athanasius, about Irenaeus, and you see how much that was actually very, very close to that time, and still they're getting this, and they are using this more and more and more. So that that's another thing for us as as an Orthodox Bible study, also that we are using and exposing the the the, the mind of the Church Fathers into understanding this and how we can apply this to our uh, day and age and our life right now. Any questions or comments uh, so far? Or suggestions. Everybody, again, part of the Catholics. You know, in the beginning, it it kind of gives us a hint, but again, it was read and being read to everybody. 
right? So in from the beginning of the of the of the epistle, Peter and Apostle of Jesus Christ to those who are elect, those who are elect. So it doesn't say to the Jew, right? But those who are elect, exiles of the dispersion, Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Some people said those who are, you know, again, the Christianity in the beginning started within the Jews, right? But were there Gentiles? Yes, there were Gentiles. So it was for everybody that were exiled, right? Yeah. Any other questions or comments? Exactly. So here there is no there is not much argument as St. Paul trying to present a case, again, present a theology and try to refute it and try to to convince the people. Like again, Galatians, like Romans, like you know, those who are trying to 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 uh, deviate from the faith and from the grace to the work of the law. So the, you don't see this much here. You see more and more what of, again, the encouragement of the hope. As it starts in the beginning, those who are elect exiles in the dispersion. And then it goes on according to foreknowledge. And then you start, okay, like why there should be hope because of the inheritance, because of so on, so on, so on. So it's, it's how he does that is by bringing back again the promise and making the promises what obvious and fresh right and directing them again yes you are going so why maybe that is the argument why am i going through a hard time if i'm elected well that's why because consider those things what as a way of purification and so forth right so not much argument as as uh, a matter of dogma or a matter of faith or you should know right but more and more and more of paying getting their attention towards what what they believed and how they can continue that even during the time of uh, persecution. Uh, not really. I don't think there is any indication of of, of the Roman Empire or what's the, the like the Greco-Roman uh, culture at that time. And again, why? Because he is, as we said, he's focused more and more and more about the eternal and the second and our home, which is in heaven, right? So so he, he's not so much focused about, you know, the, the condition that they are living other than just, again, continue to encourage, continue to say just, you know, again, you know, walk the time of your exile in the fear of the Lord, right? About more and more, as you will see the whole, the whole scripture talking more and more about, about how uh, that, uh, be careful, right? You were bought, as we will read later on, you were bought by, by, by precious price, not by, you know, the price of, or the blood of so and so and so, but the, the blood of Christ himself, right? So, so much focused on what they have, where is this, and how is that becoming a hope for them to, to eternity? Right? Yeah, it sounds like he's not going to a, a 
Right, right. 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 So he uses the analogy of the Roman household, of the what you call the 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 uh, paternity uh, order of the father of the household and how much authority he has and the slaves and the adoption and no, there is no such thing in Saint Peter. Right. Right. Now just the strengthening. Yes. Yes. So not just again try to convince them again of their faith. No, it's mainly again strength. That's why again the end of chapter of, of, of the first epistle, chapter five, that's beautiful verse, that God of all of all grace, he will strengthen you, establish you, confirm you, and support you. Right? That's kind of like the, the highlight of the whole thing. God of all grace, after you have suffered for a little while, he is the one who will strengthen you, establish you, support you. So that's basically, again, bringing the fact that they are special, that they have and should have hope, and that hope will lead them into eternity. Okay. Yeah. One last thing to, to, to mention also, just to keep in mind that we know the, the after this, like two years, three years after this, both, you know, during the time of Nero, and also he, he both killed both Paul and Peter, right? Peter was crucified and Paul was beheaded. Why wasn't Paul crucified? Roman, Roman citizen. He cannot be crucified, right? Peter is the low grade, <laughs> second level Jewish, so they can be crucified. But remember Paul as a Roman citizen, he's not and cannot be crucified. That's why he was beheaded, right? But as the history tells us that they were both, you know, martyred in the same day by 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 being crucified upside down peter and saint paul so again and you see this in the second epistle when it says that the time of me getting out of this world is, is near right so he knew as of of he felt it as it was god you know the lord himself told him but he knew that this is the time and that's why again you see the urgency see the urgency also which is something that's very very important as we are talking about that and talking about those three points that there is always that urgency if time is near then you should be what ready ready not only for yourself but again remember ready for two things for your salvation and to be, to be witness for the unbelievers to be witness for the unbelievers and that's very very important a lot of times we miss that second point we miss the second point but no again remember that he took it on his on his own and as 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 a, a personal personal commission by Christ Himself, strengthen your brethren, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep is not only yes in the in the church and in the hierarchy of the church of the church that is the shepherds and those are the but also feed my sheep is for everyone, for everyone. But each one of us is able and have the responsibility to give some kind of food to somebody else. Right? But again, if we are not filled, how can we be a source of filling for other people? Again, that's exactly what the Lord said to the Samaritan woman. I was just talking about this when I had that session on campus last week, right? That the, the, the Samaritan woman is, she came to, to drink something and then he gave her what? He said that, that, Fountain of water will be fountain in you. That means you will be what? You'll be source of living water 
So I'm not just going to give you the water for yourself. Right? That would be, and as we know in the Orthodox tradition, that she became what we call second to the apostles. And she went, St. Fotini, she went and started to preach and start to, to really become fountain and source of water for everybody else. Yes, Steve. Right. You give it. Yes. 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 It's not yours, right? It's not mine. So because it's not mine, I need to share it with other people. I can't just take the grace and keep it. Exactly as you said, no one will take the light and put it under. No. But light is for everybody. For everybody. Thank you. Um and excited to start that uh, dig deeper again into the into the epistle and we uh, learn all together and live the life of hope. And as we are talking about the uh, year of healing, that hope will be healing also uh, for, for our uh, spiritual sicknesses. We'll continue next Friday, God willing, uh, 6.30 to 7, Vesper 7 to 8, the study. Uh, again, spread the word, share with other people, encourage people to come. Um, we're open to everyone that wants to, to join us uh, for the word of God. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord, as you gave us your spirit to guide us and direct us as we start the study, Lord, and uh, uh, give us the ears that can see, the uh, ears that can hear, the eyes that can see, and the heart that can receive your word, Lord. Uh, and you, you water the seed, Lord, and multiply it and allow it to grow with 30, 60, and 100 folds. Truth, Lord, that we share with everybody in the whole world. Praying for my brothers and sisters who are with us, those who aren't with us, with everybody, Lord, those who are struggling, those who are in need, just have no one to remember them. Prayers of all your saints in your name, Lord, hear us when we pray to you as you taught us, saying, Our Father who art in heaven. Blessed be your Lead us not temptation, but deliver us. May the love of God, the Father, grace of his only begotten Son, the King of the Holy Spirit, with you go in peace. Peace be with you and have a good night and we'll see you next week. God willing. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. See you. Sure. Peggy, glad you made it. And welcome, Don and Sue. Good night, Apuna. Thank you. Good to see you.